Hello and welcome along once again to Fleet Die Hard, uh, another edition of the podcast by an independent supporter of all things on and off the pitch at my favourite club, Fleet United FC. Now, if you're listening to this podcast, that's because that means that uh, my little experiment that I've done has worked. So carry on listening. Um, what, I've, what I've tried to do this, this week is to do something that I've not done before. So just to briefly tell you. So <clears throat> this weekend we're playing Bath, Bath City away down at Bath. It's our annual pilgrimage, if you like, not always Bath. We do a different weekend. But our annual pilgrimage, me and my friends, we try and do, of, of all the away games, we try and do one weekend uh, a season where we sort of go away for the whole weekend. So we go away on the Friday and we come back on the Sunday and we have a nice few beers, a bit of banter, something to eat, uh, you know. Um, oh, and that's a football match as well. So we watch the football match uh, and then obviously a few beers in the evening that night or whatever, blah, 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 and we come home with sore heads and three points, hopefully, on the Sunday. So, as I was saying, if you're listening to this, this is going to be slightly different, Okay. So I'm going to apologise now if it gets a bit bitty and the volume and and the atmosphere and atmospherics and noise, background noise changes throughout this podcast. Because what I'm doing is I'm going to do this podcast in stages. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to do what um, I think uh, uh, Nathan Holt used to do with his, his video blogs, his vlogs that he used to do. I'm going to sort of try and take you through the journey. Uh, of of a weekend away, watching uh, watching Ebb's Fleet United. Um, we're going to be travelling on the coach down to uh, down to Bath. Uh, that's the coach that's laid on by the Fleet Trust. Uh, there isn't a coach, funnily enough, laid on by the club. So I do wonder, actually, what would happen if we didn't if 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 the Fleet Trust decided they didn't want to put on a coach put on coaches anymore, or you know, wanted to distance themselves from the club. I'm not suggesting that they would, or even hoping that they would. Absolutely not. Um, I'm just, just you know, throwing this, throwing this in the air. Just forget a bit of debate going. I just wonder whether the club would lay on travel for for the loyal away fans because we've got some real, real proper loyal away fans um, that that hardly ever miss an away match. And I'd like to think myself as one of those. I only miss the ones I can't get to because of work. Usually, uh, or the odd family occasion, but um, you know, in general, I like to get to every every home and every away match, as do my friends. So, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be going down on the coach. Um, I'm going to be joined with my usual friends, uh, who I'll introduce you to a little bit later on. Um, perhaps we'll get some chat going between us all with regards to how we see the game going, looking ahead, what we think is going to happen, etc. Um, might talk about other issues about the club, and uh, maybe <clears throat> now here's the thing. And I'm not sure if this is going to work, and obviously I'll update you as the as this podcast goes on. Damien Irvine, the club CEO, is possibly going to be joining myself and my friends on the Friday night for a couple of beers, and I might I might not see whether I can get him to uh, have a few words and uh, answer a few questions for us, <clears throat> which I can get him to do on the podcast and broadcast. But there's, So you'll know by the end of this podcast whether that actually happened, but at the moment it's just something I'm thinking about. So that's all I'm going to talk about for this section of the podcast. 
The next section you're going to hear, I will 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 be probably on the coach, um, and I'll sort of get some chat and debate going, and then we'll take it from there. Okay, folks. So we'll see you in a bit. Right, hello, welcome back. So it's 11.30 on a Saturday morning. We've just left the ground on a Friday morning. Let's get it right. We've uh, just left the ground on a cold and grey, miserable, rainy day. But they say the weather's going to get nicer later on. So uh, we can only hope and pray for that. So yeah, as I said, we're on the coach. Um, let's get one thing straight before we go any further. When I say we're on the away, travelling away coach, it's not like a coach would have been in the 80s and 90s full of beer filled casuals getting ready for a tear up this is more like an uh, OAP pensioners outing but there you go um, it's a mixture of people we're all here for the uh, for the day on our way to Bath and uh, I'm joined with a few of my friends my friend Mark Macca and uh, a Gellert fellow we call Dirtbox for reasons which will not be explained my other friend Simon and my friend Keith and uh, we're <clears throat> looking forward to a nice couple of days away a few beers as I said earlier and some banter but more importantly I'm hoping we're going to bring back three points and uh, I can't see why we, should, we shouldn't bring back three points because Bath are currently sitting third from bottom in the league and we are, I believe, fifth in the league. So on paper, this should be a, a fairly winnable game. But as we know to our cost, that's not always the case. Um, we do tend to slip on, on banana skins. Um, but there you go. I'm going to see if I can get a word with anyone. Keithy boy? Hello. So what do you what are your what are your thoughts? What do you think? Uh, we're talking about the game only. What do you what do you think is going to happen well, tomorrow? I'm hoping for a win because to be honest, they've shipped a load of goals. Or we don't we seem to shoot from the six yard line. So if we get enough shots in tomorrow, I think we'll win it two 0 at least. Going for a two 0 uh, uh, That's uh, I would say that's as I said on paper. That's probably a, a, a good prediction, but. And you obviously feel the same way that I do about the way we play and the failure to shoot from outside the box, but I'm not going to bang on too much about that right now. But uh, So you're going for 2-0. What about Simon? What are you going for? Um, sorry. Um, I'd go 2-0 as well. But then knowing Dennis, he's going to probably change the team up again like he does every week. You know, he's sighting, oh, we've got a big squad, blah this, blah that. But we can play to our best then we should be beating anyone absolutely do you think it's a bit of a problem that Dennis seems to he's almost like a tinker man isn't he changes the squad even when we don't need to um yes I agree you know he's he's got the big squad so he thinks probably that he needs you know to rotate it to keep try and keep everyone happy keep the players happy yeah alright mate what about Mr Macca everyone no, Mac was shaking his head. He doesn't want to speak. Right, uh, I can speak in for half of him. Right, so I'm going gonna, gonna to pass his phone. Because this is all done on a phone, by the way, everybody. Um, I'm going to pass his phone over to my friend Mark, Mark McNally, another lifelong fleet supporter. Mark, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? I'm going to go over John McGee 4-0. I'm a big believer in it. I think we've got to get it right at some point. It's been a couple of months now where we've struggled. Uh, 
to score goals, but I think we we just got too much quality. I think there's a big gap in the in the table between the bottom and the top, and I think we're just going to be too strong for them. So yeah, I'm going to go for a four 0 on a good good weekend on the on the beers. <laughs> Sounds good to me. So four, we got a two 0 two 0 and a four 0 all win. I'm going to give you my prediction right now. I think we're going to struggle, and I think we're going to we're going to get a two one win, but it's not going to be easy. I think I've got a feeling we're going to go one 0 down in the first half and we're going to score two goals in the second half um, but it, it won't be straightforward and it won't be easy um, we've got issues obviously we've got Toby injured so we're without uh, a forward there so uh, be interesting to see what squad he picks but that's it so uh, I will be back later on probably after the match tomorrow with the next section of this podcast so take it easy guys Hello and welcome back um, to the podcast for Epsilon United's game against Bath. And as I said, I will catch up with you all after the match. So um, by the time this this podcast goes out, I'm pretty sure you'll know the score. All you fanatical fleet fans out there, you'll know that we won 2-0. So, but I will catch, I'll touch on that and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, <clears throat> I thought I'd tell you a little bit, first of all, about how the rest of the weekend went. Uh so Bath City, what a what a lovely city! So they tell me. Uh, it, well, I know it's a lovely city because I've been been there before. It's very picturesque. It's very historic. It's very beautiful. Um, it's a Roman spa city, as you probably know. Um, although didn't really get to see a lot of it, to be honest. All we saw in terms of flowing liquid was uh, was Guinness lager, vodka, and cider. Really. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I fair to say we had quite a lot to drink over the last two days. Um, it was good to get to, to... So I'm recording this now, it's it's Monday. Uh, so we, we obviously came back yesterday. Um, all very happy with our three points. All very tired. And all uh, slightly hungover, I think it's fair to say. It was uh, it was a good weekend with uh, good good company. If you've never been to Bath and you want to have a good weekend away, uh, I recommend it. It's it is a it is a a student city, so be prepared for uh, lots and lots of pissed up students in the evening, which is uh, interesting to say the least. We uh, we did a, a selection of the bars. We we found a, a good Irish bar that had some uh, some some live music on. That was pretty lively in there. Um, and we were joined in the Irish bar by our very own chief executive, uh, Damien Irvine, who who joined us for a couple of beers and a, a quick catch-up. We didn't really talk uh, too much about the football because, obviously, like anybody else, when you're not at work, you, you want to you get a break. There was a short conversation um, shortly before he left, uh, and, and I managed to put a couple of questions to him. But I didn't really... I mean, it was very loud in there for a start. There was lots of singing and dancing going on and um, jumping, people jumping on people's shoulders, etc. Uh, but I did get to ask him one or two questions. Um, I asked him just a couple of things that have been bothering me, really. I asked him, you know, why do you not agree that we need to... Uh, we, ne- we need a physical defender. I know we've got Solly, who's not a natural centre-back... He's a right back, and we've got him playing at centre back at the moment. 
I'm not saying he's doing a bad job, but it's not his, in my opinion, it's not his natural position. And I, and I said, you know, do you not, do you not agree? You must, surely you must agree that we need a, a good physical one, you know, a, a centre half, centre back. It's what what we're missing at the back is that solidness, that uh, that physicality. And he actually said, yeah, I definitely I agree. We do, but he said they're hard to find at this level. Because you don't want somebody who's just going to lump the ball and head the ball away all the time. They need to be able to bring something else to the team. And he said it's really difficult at this level to find a large physical defender who can do other things apart from head a ball and clear a ball away. You know, they need somebody that can make plays and make judged passes etc and so on so <clears throat> he he made that point and I sort of get where he's coming from but I guess you could argue that maybe it is what we need maybe we do just need someone who's just going to have a physical presence at the back there and when that ball comes through it's either the ball goes past or the player but no, never both of them you know old old school so that was that was his response to that I sort of pushed my luck a little bit, and I—I sh- I mean, I knew what the answer was going to be. I—I I did ask him, in your honest opinion, uh, Damien, do you think this squad, this current squad that we've got, are good enough to win this league? And he said, "Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, we are. We've got the skills, we've got the, uh, we've got the players, um, and definitely if." If we gel and if it all comes together, we're definitely good enough to win the league. And I can't argue with that. I believe we are. We are good enough. It's 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 more down to getting the right tactics and that. And as we spoke about before, getting that plan B. And uh, <clears throat> you know, we, when we have the bad, I, I mean, you know, when we have the bad games, when we do, you know, <laughs> we've suffered our, our bad losses, our frustrating losses. And he said, you know, we we know how frustrating you you get as fans, and we know. We know how disappointed you get when when things don't go well. We said, and trust me, we, Dennis in particular, gets as frustrated as everybody else. Um, and I said, well, then why does, you know, what, what, when he when he does his pre-match interviews and he, he comes out with the older, uh, we didn't get the rub of the green, which he says <laughs> quite a lot, uh, I, I, did, I said, that's quite frustrating for fans because... We know we, we we know we we know there's other issues there. It's not just that we didn't get the rub of the green, and perhaps they want to hear something else. And um, Damien said in Dennis's defence that, well, <clears throat> you got to understand it, it, English obviously isn't his first language, so there is a bit of a translation issue there. But also, he's got to be diplomatic when he's talking in public, when he's you know talking publicly about a team's performance. He said so. Sometimes what he says in an interview isn't necessarily what he says behind closed doors to the squad when a player or the team in general or a, or, or or you know a, a selection of players hasn't played to their best or hasn't performed as as Dennis would have liked would have expected and i guess that's probably the answer that i would have expected from Damien it's probably what I would have said if I was in David's shoes and been asked that same that same question. Um, but that was really about that was really the three main questions that I managed to managed to put to him. 
I don't know whether that was a comprehensive answer enough for everybody, but uh, he was good enough to answer those questions, which was nice. Um, and uh, you take from that, you know, what, 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 whatever you want. Um, as for Bath City Football Club itself, uh, first time for me at that ground. Uh, it's a proper old school style football ground. Similar in many ways to to the fleet. You've got the open terrace, your way f- f- at, at, at one end. You know, pretty. It's fairly old. Um, it used to be Bristol. I think Bristol. Was it Bristol City or Bristol Rovers used to used to play there, play their home matches there for a while. Uh, an amazingly sloping pitch from one from left to right. Which you could see, we could see, didn't wasn't noticeable from from the open terrace end. Uh, when it got up, when it got up to the other end for, for the second half when we changed ends, um, it, it was uh, quite noticeable that the slope, the slope down. But it didn't seem to affect the game at all, which was nice. Uh, we we uh, we we had a good uh, good game. I thought it was it was. The game itself, I would say, okay, I'm going to tell you something, right. So I've watched Bath two games this season, okay. We've scored a total of five goals and I've yet to see one of them. We won 3-0 at home and I missed all the goals because I'd headed to the bar. And this game, we had two goals, one at the beginning of the first half and one at the beginning of the second half. So the first goal, which uh, Chapman scored, literally I was still coming out onto the terraces uh, and could hear the, heard the cheer by the time I got onto the terrace. We was one, one nil up, so I didn't see that one. But I managed, obviously, to see the rest of the <laughs> rest of the first half. Uh, it was it was quite a flat. The first half in particular was quite a flat. First half, uh, it, it wasn't um, you know it didn't was never going to set the world alight. Bath never really bothered uh, Fleet's goal throughout the throughout the first half. They had quite a lot of possession and sort of tried to create chances, but it, it was you know it was it was it was fairly flat and fairly even. Um, Tanner got injured, unfortunately, so that's another injury to add to the list. And he was replaced by Lee Martin, who came on. Uh, not really massively impressed with Lee Martin or his performance on, on Saturday, to be honest. Uh, I think he's one of those players you either love him or you hate him. And I'm not, I'm not you know, he's not, he's not my favourite, not my favourite player, to be fair. Uh, Bath did get a, a chance later on in the first half. Which um, Solly and Mon Louis both provided good defensive tackles to to stop uh, stop the shots, which was good. The second goal then, so we had the first, we we ended the first half one nil up, went to the bar, uh, nice not not a bad bar. It's a bit bit run down. It's a bit reminded me in a lot of ways of our, our plough end bar. Uh, you know, it's, it's not. Nothing to write home about, but it was it was a nice little atmosphere in there, and um, you know, you was made to feel welcome, queued up 
for quite a while to get our beer. And by the time we got our beer and stood there and drunk it, it was a little bit late coming out for the second half. And literally, as we walked back onto the terracing for the second half, uh, we scored almost directly from 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 the kickoff again, and I, all I saw as I stepped up the steps onto the terrace was the ball go into the back of the net. So I didn't see what had happened, but I gather that it was um, a, a, a a looping shot by Mon Louis, which uh, was parried, and Polion scored it basically. Uh, so we was 2-0 up. And we had a much better second half, I thought. We dominated the second half. We had good possession. And Bath, probably in the whole half, had one what I would call serious effort on our goal, which was cleared from the six-yard box by Car- Car- I can never pronounce his name, Caramel, Caramel, Caramel. Uh, <clears throat> but apart from that, they never... In my opinion, I don't think they Bath ever looked like they were going to win that game or score or even score an equaliser. So, positives to be taken out of that. We got three points, which is really all we wanted. I've mentioned many, many times recently that I don't care how we win. You know, as long as we win, doesn't matter if we win ugly. And um, I'm not saying we won ugly. We won fair and square. We deserved the we deserved the win. We can build on that. That's two wins uh, the last two games. So six six very, 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 very valuable points for us there. And uh, all good. Attendance at the ground was 1,175. And once again, the good old fleet, faithful, travelling away fans was, was there. We had a good presence there. Wasn't particularly loud. It was very cold out on the open terrace. It was bloody freezing, to be honest. But uh, so that's how it ended up two 0 So my prediction that I said earlier on in this podcast, when we were on the coach on the way down to Bath, I said we would win two one, and it would wouldn't be easy. It would be difficult. So I was absolutely way off. As was my friend Mark McNally, who predicted a uh, John McGee esque. 4-0 win. And my other two friends, Simon and Keith, Simon Mayhew and Keith Wood, both got it spot on with a 2-0 win. So well done to them. Uh, ab- absolutely brilliant. Um, and that really rounded off uh, the, the perfect the perfect weekend. Uh, <clears throat> as I say, I really enjoyed my time at Bath. We were quite fortunate, I guess, that added to the atmosphere. A, a, that it's a very much a student town, so of a weekend you've got all the students out, out on the uh, on the razzle. Uh, it was also the rugby weekend with Bath playing Bristol, so there were lots and lots of egg chasing uh, rugby fans uh, about, particularly on Saturday morning. Funny thing is, we went to we'd been on the Friday we'd been to quite you know a few a few pubs and. That was eventful. The stories for another time, and we thought, "Oh, we'll go and get a nightcap. We'll go back to the Weatherspoons, get a cheap beer and a nightcap." It was right next to the hotel, and we walked in there. I know about twelve thirty at night. Well, I'm a fifty-eight year old man, 
and I don't think I've ever felt as much like a 58-year-old man as I did walking in there at half past 12 at night because I would say even, even Mark McNally, who was the youngest of our group, was probably a good 10 years older than anyone else in that in that bar. It, it, I, I honestly felt like I'd walked into a youth club and I really sound like an old man saying that. Um, but anyway, there it was. We had a drink, um, had a little look around at some of the youngsters and made our way back to the hotel. Saturday night, went out for a nice um, Thai meal, which was quite nice. And then... Uh, we we had a found a, a bar further up the road, which again was full of students. And by this point, because we've been drinking all day Saturday as well, we were beginning to uh, to lag a little bit, and we decided to um, to make our way back to the hotel quite early, about half past ten. We got back and literally uh, had one more beer in the in, in the hotel bar and back to the to our room to watch. Match of the day, and I don't think I shared a room with Mark, and I don't think either of us got past game one on match of the day, and we both fell asleep on separate beds. By the way, let me just tell you that. Um, and uh, and then came home uh, Sunday yesterday. Um, unfortunately, the poor old day travellers who went up on the coach on the day coach had a bit of a disaster. So they uh, they had a long journey up. It's about three hours, I think. It's about three hour journey and, and stops, you know. And obviously, brave, stood there braving the cold, cheering on the fan, cheering on the, the the football, and then onto the coach for their journey home. I don't know whether they had fish and chips on the way home or not. I haven't asked anyone yet. But what I do know is they got as far as Reading Services, and the coach broke down. And they had to wait another couple of hours for a replacement coach to come. So that must have been a, a very, very long day for the for those poor travellers. Lesson learned, guys. When it's a weekend away, come and join us. Have a weekend away. Have a bit of a knees up. It was good to uh, it was good to see some some of the old faces. You know, some of the some others came up not on the coach as well for the weekend away. People like Dave Harris, I saw there. He was there for the Saturday night. And uh, I think it was just a good time I had by all. So that's it. That's that's pretty much all I got. All I got to tell you uh, leaves us on the league. Leaves us fifth in the league, which is good. We got some upcoming games, which are really important. So this Saturday, we're home to Oxford, and as you probably know, Oxford are third in the league. Uh, three points in front of us, but we've got a game in hand on them. So that is an um, absolute must-win game. And then Tuesday night, we're away to Braintree, who are sitting 16th. So you would say on paper, if we have if we can get on this run, that's a very, very winnable game. And I'm not going to be so confident and arrogant to say that it's a guaranteed three points because it's absolutely not. But I can see no reason why it shouldn't be three points. Our confidence should be up, providing we get the winner at Oxford, if, uh, uh, at Oxford, uh, at, at Stonebridge Road against Oxford. 
you know, if we can get that win, there'll be three wins out of three games, and that will be a, a great scalp, and that should give us a good a good uh, roll into into the away game at Braintree on Tuesday night. The following Saturday, then, we're away to another key game, St Albans, seventh in the league, another must-win game. Um, yeah, they've they've got two games in hand on top of the table, and one game in hand, I believe, or no, or one game, but yeah, that's that's a very, again an, another must-win game. I sadly won't be at that one. I won't be at the Oxford one, and I won't be at the St Albans one because I'm work. They're both clashes with with my work shifts. But Saturday the twenty sixth, which is their last game in March, is an absolute key key game. We're at home to Dawkin, who may or may not still be top of the table. Obviously, Maidstone are hot on their towels. Mason have got a game in hand on Dawkins, so and, and I think it's a three point difference. So that it, it it could be that it's all changed at the top by then. However, whatever happens, that March for us is a really really important match. You've got four upcoming games. Three of those are ones that we absolutely must win. Um, and it'd be nice if we can. I can see no reason why. If we get our act together, we can't get uh, four four wins. But if we could get the three key games, that'd just be uh, icing on the cake because that would roll us nicely into the the run up. You know, go running into April and into the run up to the to the league to the playoffs. And who knows? Maybe winning the title. I don't think we're going to win the title. We're not. We're not going to win. The, we're not going to win promotion. But I think. You know, we 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 could do it. We could get to uh, we could get into the playoffs. As I said, leaves us fifth. Two wins on the bounce, fifty points, ten points behind Dawkin, and a game in hand. Could we?